Hello, my friends, and thanks for tuning in to Weird Mythic Podcast. Welcome to 2024, Mythic fam. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be back. I hope everybody had a great holiday season and an amazing new year. I know I had a great time with my family and friends. Got to hang out with my mom. She came to visit for about a week, and it's always great to see my mom. I got to watch my nieces and my nephew open up gifts. And it's just so great. Like every gift they got, they were so excited for it. It's the smallest things. And I love that they were like every gift mouths like, oh my gosh, wide eyes. It was great. Gotta love quality time. It's always needed with those who make you laugh and smile. So I hope everybody had a great time over the holidays. And well, we are in 2024. And oh my gosh, it's starting out with a bang. We got aliens at a mall in Florida. We even got the Epstein list is actually out if anybody has read it. Wow, that's one heavy read. Good way to start off 2024, don't you think? (laughs) Aliens, people, you know, being exposed for the pieces of shit they are. It's always great. And I just got to mention, you know, Cat Williams, yo, If you guys have not listened or watched his interview with Shannon Sharp, please take some time out of your amazing day to listen. I've always been a fan of Cat Williams, and I do believe everything he says in the interview with Shannon, everything he says about Hollywood, how they create and destroy a lot of the narrative that is happening in the world. Thank you, Mr. Cat Williams. Thank you. I love it. People like in Hollywood making those deals and whatnot, when I was listening to him talk, reminded me of um, a podcast that Taryn Manning was on. If you don't know who Taryn Manning is, she uh, was in Orange is the New Black. I think they, I think she was doggy. I can't remember the actual character's name. Horrible. But Taryn Manning was on a podcast a few months ago, shit, maybe even longer than that. And she was talking about Hollywood people selling their souls also. And so when I was hearing Cat Williams talk about that, that's what my mind went to. And I just thought, this isn't a coincidence. And the fact that multiple people have been coming out about Hollywood people say, quote, unquote, selling their souls. I mean, something's going on, right? It wasn't really talked about much in her interview, but that's exactly what I thought of when Cat Williams was speaking. And his interview with Shannon is just one of those interviews that makes makes me go like, yup, conspiracy theorists, we win again. It's always fun for me to see things come out and come to light when those people like me have been talking about a conspiracy theory for so long and it actually is reality. So again, let's keep an eye out on what is happening in our world. Let's not, you know, take everything for face value take it with a grain of salt but i definitely believe everything that cat williams said and i am very happy he came out and set the record straight for a lot of things about what people have been saying about him and the movies that he's been in and just the holly how hollywood works and the media it's it's freaking insane cat williams is a genius and i'll definitely get a ticket to his show when he comes to sacramento now When I left off in 2023, I had started my dragon series and then I got, you know, into, you know, Halloween and I kind of took a break, but I've got to finish it because, oh my gosh, 
love dragons. And this episode, the first episode of 2024, is going to be about dragons in Australia, New Zealand, and others in Oceania. So let's go to one of the most wildest places on Earth, Australia. We all know that they have some of the craziest animals out there. Legit dangerous octopus, snakes, fish, spiders, and of course, even kangaroos. Like, just all kinds of dangerous animals. So it makes sense that the dragon myths, at least makes sense to me, that the dragon myths in Australia are just as wild as the creatures that are currently there. And like other dragons around the globe, Australia's dragons are shapeshifters. They can be an animal, usually an aquatic animal, but any animal really, or they can shapeshift into humans. Australia also has a rainbow serpent legend, which does resemble the rainbow serpent in Africa, episode 73. You want to go check that out. The rainbow serpent is a descendant of the great entity that lives in our Milky Way, according to Australian folklore. It created landscapes and many of the animals on Earth. It is associated with water and lots of power. The dragon is a creator god, and it can also bring chaos. This shows me that in Australia, Africa, and Asia, they all have like the same type of dragon myth with some of the same type of characteristics, which brings me always back to the fact that I love cryptids, myths, and legends. This is why I do this. It's fun to find these similarities in stories, and it shows us how small our world is, and how much cultures actually have in common. Really makes you think a bit. The Kavi tribe in Australia has the Dokken. And I'm sorry if I mispronounce any of these. My Australian friends, correct me, okay? Well, again, the Kavi tribe has the Dokken. This dragon is a fish-snake hybrid. The Dokken will destroy mountains, which shows us of how much power that this dragon has. Australia has a creation goddess also named Ingana. Ingana is the mom of all humans and holds the cord between life and death. It is said that she has an umbilical cord that is tied to each of us. When that cord is broken, that's when we die. The Tulor and Mitakudi tribes, again, pronunciation is probably horrible. However, they have the Kenmar, which is a great water serpent who is also associated with the rainbow serpent. I found a story that the Kenmar will drown fishermen who are fishing by themselves. The serpent will see a person fishing alone and point a bone at them. The person will see this and pretty much almost immediately get sick. That person is sick for many days and will eventually have to get surgery for the pain and the sickness. Now, while that person is going through the surgery, the doctor who is performing the surgery will end up finding a stone inside this person. When that stone is taken out, it looks extremely similar to that bone that was pointed at that person by the Kanmar when they were fishing alone. Another part of this story is when that person has that stone or bone removed from them, that they have this like sense of urgency and want to be 
a doctor or part of the medical field after. There's no reason why that happens. It's just the legend. And that's what happened when the Kedmar sees you fishing alone. You might become a doctor, but you're going to go through horrible pain before that. <laughs> there is also the Nighty and the U- at the Utah. Utah? Utah. Y-E-U-T-T-A. <laughs> the Banak. Oh my gosh, pronunciation's going to murder me. The Bakunji tribe has a myth of these two snakes with very large teeth, the Nighty and the Utah. Now, they are said to eat humans. I really tried to do a little more research on these two, and I believe they are—they also have something to do with like your dreams. But for me, it was really hard to find something real concrete on the Nighty and the U.S. and the Utah. So, if anybody can help me out there, I would really like to find more articles on them. I also found a short story about a dragon named Orundu. And this dragon helped create many of the lakes in Australia. So, as we can tell, there's many dragon snake creatures in these myths. And again, a lot of them can create and destroy mountains and the landscapes, which includes the lakes. In New South Wales, in the Boobbera Lagoon, there lives the Curaeus. They have elongated bodies that resemble a snake with a long, slender tail that is used to grab its victims and prey. Webbed feet, and it will sometimes have the mane or like frills around its head. It is covered in green and orange scales. And also, the most terrifying part is it has the jaws of a crocodile. And if the Curia sees you swimming in its area, you will become its food. <laughs> but yeah, giant, long, slender body with a giant crocodile face. Sounds pretty fucking terrifying to me. Another dragon serpent that I came across that will also drag you under the water if it sees you is called the Goarga. They look like giant emus, but I have no feathers. <laughs> yeah, an emu. I know, bird. I, I've been finding a lot like these dragons have scales, but will also have wings. So it brings you back to those birds. So serpents and and like bird hybrids are definitely dragons. So just let's continue to keep that in mind as we go through these. Since I was doing research on dragons in Australia, figured it would be a good time to talk about a dragon that I've been really wanting to cover in a cryptid episode. So I'm just going to bring it into our Australia Oceana dragon episode. And that is the bunyip. Such a scary creature to me. So let me just explain how it looks first. The bunyip is described as having a large round head with an elongated neck and body of a hippopotamus. For those who don't know, I am extremely terrified of all hippos. Hippopotamus, the baby's big one. I don't give a fuck. They are terrifying. So just knowing that with a large round head and elongated neck with a hippo body is very terrifying to me. I, I'll, I'll post pictures, okay? <laughs> also, this bunyip will shapeshift just its body, not its head, but its body into a human form. This dragon cryptid will make the loudest boom noise right before it eats its prey, which in some cases 
are human children. The way it is described sort of reminds me of the goddess Amit from Egyptian myths, just like this hodgepodge of animals as a dragon. Again, episode 73, guys, I'm finding a lot of similarities between the African dragons and our Australian dragons. Now, a story of a bunyip, a hunter who had caught a baby bunyip, had taken it back to his home, wanted to kind of keep it as a pet. And it didn't take long for Mama Bunyip to find out who took her baby. Mama Bunyip then decided to flood the town the man was in. The water came up so fast and so high that no one could escape. As the townspeople were running to get away from the water, they all realized that they had been transformed into black swans. So they're swimming, thinking they're running, then all of a sudden they're like, why am I squawking? Oh my gosh, this isn't my body. It happened instantly. The mama bunyip was reunited with her baby. The water then left the town and both of the bunyips left and went home on their merry way. However, the townspeople stayed swans forever. Let's go ahead and move over to New Zealand. Yeah. And by the way, if you hear Louie meowing over here, my bad. He's been, he, he went deaf last year and he doesn't know that I can hear him. So he continues to meow at me. <laughs> but again, let's go ahead and move over to New Zealand and see what type of dragons the Kiwis have. The first dragon I want to introduce from New Zealand is the serpent Taniwa. Taniwa lives in the oceans, rivers, lakes, and caves in New Zealand. However, it didn't start off as a serpent. The Taniwa started off as a shark. The legend goes that a chief had caught a Taniwa and kept it as a pet and left it in the river. And over time, the Taniwa shark shapeshifted to develop scales, webbed feet, and then a bird-like head and wings. This shape-shifting Taniwa shark started to eat people who would come near him in the river. Some say that the Taniwa will kill humans, but others say that they are guardians. Taniwas are actually still seen today, and they do shape-shift into sharks, whales, or even pieces of wood that are floating in the river. There is legend of a Mori Maori, I, as I said, apologize for all mispronunciations. So the Maori explorer named Kupe believed he had a guardian, Taniwa, whose name was Turingani. Turingani. <laughs> this Taniwa protected canoes while they were in the water. So just making sure like the canoes safely pass. Another Taniwa um, is associated with a Maori named Aokea. He decided to hide inside a log and then attack a Taniwa because he wanted to get it. However, this Taniwa could tell that this was no ordinary log, decided to eat the log whole with Aokea inside. Aokea then cut his way out of this Taniwa. Now, while he was cutting his way out, Obviously, it died, but as he was cutting through its stomach, he could see canoes and corpses of the others that this Taniwa had eaten. We have another Taniwa named Hein Karako. Hein Karako was able to shapeshift into a human woman. 
she was able to marry a man. And this man and his family knew Hein Karako was a Taniwa. And a lot of the family just started like making fun of her. And the teasing was so bad that Haine Karako ran away to the Te Renga waterfall. And that is in Waroa. W-A-I-R-O-A. Yeah, lots of spelling in this. I need to like practice these more. I swear I practice them from that like, you know, Google Translate, Google uh, pronunciation things. And I still just, they just don't come out of my mouth correctly. <laughs> this Taniwa is now, you know, she she ran away. And she went to uh, the, the waterfall, as I said. The reason that she went to the waterfall is because it was kind of, a big traveling area. And so she wanted to help keep people safe while crossing the river. One day, there was this huge flood and there was a few canoes full of people who were getting dangerously close to this waterfall. Haine Karaka was able to hold the water back and helped everyone cross the river. She saved all those canoes full of people. A Melanesian myth from the Solomon Islands is of a dragon named Harabwari. This dragon has a human head, four eyes, claws, and bat wings on a long body of a serpent. Sometimes Hatubari is depicted as also having four breasts. She is believed to be like the ancestor of of all humans and creator of the world. And can be seen as male or female. Hence the four breasts kind of showing, you know, the mom or creator part of that. I also found a dragon from Papua New Guinea called Kaiwai. And this is a snake-like monster that has 10 arms on each end of its body. So totaling to about 20 arms. Now, as I had mentioned, the dragons of Oceania are associated with creation of earth and all of us. These dragons remind me so much of Africa. I can't I can't get over it the similarities. Now, I'm going to continue doing my dragon series. I need to I need to finish it. So I have a few more things coming up and I really hope everybody enjoyed my quick little episode for 2024. We'll have another episode come out by the end of the week or at least by this coming Sunday. It's currently Wednesday by the way the 10th. (laughs) So everybody, let me know what you think about this episode about dragons. Put it in the comments or send me an email to weirdmythicpodcast at gmail.com. I would really like to hear from anyone who has had a story with a cryptid or any of these dragons that I've mentioned, or even just a paranormal story. Send it to me so we can share with everybody else who is listening. I would, again, would just love to talk to somebody who has seen a cryptid. I can read all the stories. I can see all the headlines. I can see all the videos on TikTok. I want to talk to somebody. So please go to all my social medias. Send me all your thoughts and feedback. That's Weird Mythic Podcast on Twitter, Weird Mythic Podcast on Instagram. Don't forget to go to my link tree, which has all my merch. And I still got all those cool logos on there with the alien. I freaking love my alien. (laughs) Weird Mythic Podcast on YouTube. Weird Mythic on TikTok. And again, my Gmail. Send me those stories. Send me your feedback. 
Eddie, I'm going to get back to your emails. I swear I know I've been non-existent the last few weeks. So thank you for still sending me emails. I love talking to you. Everybody, send me your thoughts and suggestions on the show. I am very excited for 2024. We're going to do some new things. And just stay tuned in, my friends. (laughs) Bye.